Ah, here I sit, surrounded by winners. Winners. Sitting in the winner's circle. Sort of more of a half circle. Kind of a line. A row. <laughs> winner's, row. winner's row. Victory formation. There we go. Absolutely. First time this year. First time, I may be in a long time. True. I feel like this only happens like once or twice a year. <laughs> yeah. And it's not this normally is, my I don't even know what happened last oh, year, to be this honest. This is like a lunar eclipse. Something's, something's definitely strange. You're a winner. I feel good, man. The Niners. Homegrown podcast. We're all winners on the Homegrown podcast this week. I'm it DJ was a great week 10. I'm DJ Royalty. Sarosh. James. And uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's just get right into it. Tell us. One and tell, nine. Tell us what, <laughs> one and what you can extract from this one win that gives you hope for a 500 season next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, draw that I arm have for to me. Drop the bomb you on. guys feel more, more Connect likely. those dots. Wow, okay. Let's start with the fact that because you beat the wor- the other worst team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, horrible yeah, the Giants football team. Like the cover of the newspaper in New York this morning was "Hit the Road, Mac Kadoo." Essentially, <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. New York Post said that. Yeah, New York Post. Wow, DeForest Buckner has been awesome this year. Ruben Foster's played great the last two games, and he's actually been healthy. Good starts. Carlos Hyde's being awesome. We had like 200 yards rushing. But this was no Garoppolo. There's no Garoppolo. Yeah. We're, this is still with so CJ the limit. They're saying he's learning the offense. He could be in there in two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. Yeah. Kind of, we've got to buy. That was, that was the plan. Buy. That's what we said they the week of the, the trade buy. deadline. We made it to the buy. Give Jimmy two more weeks. We're in good shape, man. I, I feel good. The young talent, a bunch of rookies played well. I'm happy. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all looking up in Ninerville. See how excited the team was? Some team unity. There was there was definitely comments that it was like winning their Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. It was their own little personal. And we still have the number two pick right now. So I don't know how that works. I do not know how that works. Um, yeah, you guys. I didn't pay too much attention. I just need more, more than a Giants <laughs> win. I think. I'll say no. I, I I still feel good about my prediction. I think. When we get to the end of the season podcast, we'll have to put a bet down on the Niners record next year. I feel confident. A significant milestone for the Niners. Some other milestones for you in that game. It was your first time completing a first down with a lead this year. We going into the game. The there only... was probably a lot of firsts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was your longest pass for a touchdown since 2005. Oh yeah. Shout out Marquis Goodwin. His, his... Unborn son died that morning. Yeah, yeah, sad story there. Sad story with Marquise Goodwin, but he was the recipient of that 83 yardish yeah pass. But from, I feel good from man. beat hard. I like to call him. Yeah, beat hard. <laughs> that was <laughs> the joke when he was getting beat so hard all the time. Yeah. Well, no one can uh, call you a winless team anymore. No. Ha! You two. Well, the Browns are now actually a special. Officially the worst team. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no more debate about it. In fact, we're not even the second worst team because we beat the Giants. Yeah. That's from the bottom up. Yeah. That's that's your that's your bottom stack right there. I would throw other a couple other teams. Well, there's teams in the mix, but those are clearly the three crummiest teams. We'll see how Miami looks tonight. Yeah, true. Miami, Indy, shows glimmers. Yeah, Indy too. They show glimmers. Indy was in control for a lot of that game. 
Yeah, Indies kind of blew it. Indie though. Yeah. Well, Brissett went out of the game for like a play with a concussion, and then he sat out of the post-game press conference with concussion-like symptoms. Yeah. And so. Like if you can't handle the press conference, you probably shouldn't have been back in the game. Yeah, for sure. Right. Brissett so is definitely. One hundred percent. I don't know. We like him on the homegrown podcast. Yeah. We do. There are a lot of quarterbacks we love on the homegrown podcast. Teddy Bridgewater back on the sidelines in Minnesota. I think he might start next week. Yeah, he was looking pretty emotional. I think they're going to go with Teddy B. The, the coach was pretty adamant that he's their quarterback, but I guess it's how long he can get kind of caught up in, in football shape or whatever, but um, he didn't played really well. Shed a tear on the sidelines. Emotional. Damn. He cried it out. Crying it out. They said he'd been out for over 200 days. It was wild. Remember? Wow. I think over 300 even. Yeah. 368 or it something. It was something like insane. Crazy. 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 But Teddy B's another guy we like on the podcast. We got a soft spot for the Teddy. We love yeah. Teddy B. I love Teddy B so much I put him on my fantasy roster. Mm. Two weeks ago, he's sitting there. He's stashed. Nice. Waiting to go in. But uh, my other quarterback is Drew Brees. New Orleans Saints looking unstoppable these days. Yeah, why don't we get right to that then? Yeah. Is New Orleans for real at 7-2? and two. Their defense looks good. Got Absolutely, young players. in my opinion, man. They have young players. That division is in flux. It's, you know. Yeah, but like everything is good on that team. Kamara's running game. Amazing, yeah. Their running game. They have the most touchdowns Drew, Drew and Brees the third most still, yards. Drew Brees is still looking sharp. Yeah, they've got weapons all over. And they've got players at kind of every level of the D right now. Marshawn Lattimore is okay. One of my so interesting. In then I also think the Saints look really good, and that they are for real. That they'll continue, and I, I see them at like a twelve and four team at the end of the year, or something like that. Yeah, you know, in that region anyway. Um. So what I'm getting at basically is I still don't see them as the best team in the NFC. The still Eagles? the Eagles for me. Yeah, still the Eagles for me too, but. They're the closest two, I think. Like, oh, and they would get the Eagles problems. Yeah, they would, especially because they can run the ball so well now. Yeah, like, when they won, everyone forgets because they have Breeze, but they had a great rushing team when when they won the Super Bowl, and like a defense that caused turnovers, and it's kind of similar to what they have now. So, I'm all in. Sean, Pay- Sean Payton's got his formula back. I oh, yeah. will reserve my commentary. I I don't know. If they're the best team in the league yet, but I'll know better after they play the Rams in a couple weeks. We'll see how that looks. Yeah, they've got me. kind of a schedule coming up because see, I I just, they, they've got a few tough ones. I think they've still got Carolina. They've got Carolina. They've got the Falcons twice. They've got the Bucks and Jets that we can just oh. check off. Um, I think that Rams game is probably their toughest looking opponent. That's a, a good prove me game for the Rams too. Yeah, two, you know, sort of high powered offenses. I don't I wouldn't call them mediocre defenses by any stretch with how well New Orleans defense has played this year, but that'll be a great matchup. Um, you know, you're looking at the top of the league this year, you're talking about Philly, you're talking about LA. Maybe you're talking about New England these days. <laughs> with our much improved defense. Maybe you're talking about Minnesota. To me, the Saints, you need to talk about the Saints because of the pedigree at quarterback. You've got yeah, a exactly. Super Bowl winning I agree. champion at quarterback. And, and it's a quarterback coach combination too. Like they might not be Brady and Belichick, yeah. but it's the same. It's the same. It's the same, same, same setup. Yeah. yeah. Same man. 
but uh, you know just with the problems New England's had this year and you know some holes in that in that offense still I think um, you know New Orleans probably you know very close to tipping the scales yeah to me they're like a top three team it goes Philly New England and then the Saints are the next year I put them above like Pittsburgh and the Rams and then Pittsburgh is too just inconsistent for me no, I mean, they almost lost that game to Indy. They were behind for much of that game. Virtually all that game. Yeah, they were lucky to come back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely NFC. I, I, would, I would go with New Orleans at this point. AFC, I think I'm going to stick with New England. But, uh, yeah. And New Orleans getting, they, they want that bye, too, because they're way better at home. So they definitely. want that, that two seed. Yeah. Should we look at your guys' game, New England-Denver? I don't know if there's much to talk about. Um, I think there's more to talk about on the Denver side of things yeah. than New England. Yeah, New England, it's just, they were just is. doing what they were doing. We Denver expected them to run over the Denver just team. falling off. Like, that defense is falling off hard. It was insane to hear boos from the fans at halftime at Mile High. Ooh. Like, boos. Like, yeah. Like, insane to hear that. Like, just the fans in that city... Really not happy with what's going on in that team. And they're looking just kind of lost, you know? And they've got lost while they're sitting in so, there. Yeah. So do you think because of the offense being so poor, the defense has just kind of given up? I, I watched that game, and the defense looks bad. I feel bad for the defense. Like, I didn't watch the whole game, but the first drive, three and out. And then New England punts. They fumble the punt. New England the ball scores a touchdown right away. And it's like... To me, it's the defense is underperforming for sure, but the offense is so bad, and now the special teams is terrible. I think they gave up a return touchdown too, so I think the defense the is half teams hung up being dry. bad is weird to me because normally when you have a good defense, that kind of ties in with the special teams because yeah. you you know it's it's similar a similar thing I guess I don't know. It's just crazy to think of how unstoppable that defense was just last season even or even you know two years ago if you want to really see them at their best yeah, but that's and they've got Vaughn Miller out there on like one-on-one coverage on the outside like really it's insane to me to see that and all night we were just shredding them like in one-on-one matchups like just separating getting a bit of separation from the defender and making plays all night long like we, yeah. sh- we shredded them and it's like the talent should still be there like Talib and Harris are still as far as I understand like elite cornerbacks oh for sure Vaughn Miller still might be the best player on defense in the league and like definitely got pass rushers and yeah but they're, they're I mean I think it all starts with their offense. They're New England's bad. back on track. Denver, off the rails. Off the rails. Five in a row for Denver, I think. Yeah, I think four or five in a row. Yeah. They're done. Let's bury him. Yeah. Oh, Sroch is going to bury him. Throw him in the hole. Yeah. Bury talk. I, mean, just... I think Lossweiler buried them a few weeks ago, but bye bye. Sure. Another team touched on them earlier, Minnesota. I don't know. I've thought about them a lot. They have looked good, mm-hmm. but are they just kind of taking advantage that Chicago, Green Bay, obviously both. I mean, Chicago's just playing bad. The craziest thing to me about that division was that 
at this point they're giving like like Vegas is giving like Chicago odds. Like it was crazy. They gave Chicago four and a half points. That's what I mean. Like, I think six so and a bad. half. I heard even at one point. Like insane to me that how much Green Bay has been discounted now. Insane to me that anyone thinks Chicago is a, is a good That's team. That's more insane to me yeah. than the other, like the the Green Bay. But de def out. definitely Minnesota has a capable team this year. They've got. I mean, they're winning a with complete third string team. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and they've got like their receiving duo. No one talks about, but. Diggs is back now, and Diggs and Thielen are... There's I don't know if they're Rudolph's the best one-two in the league right now, but they're in the conversation. I can't think of who has the best one-two conversation. It's actually funny to me how deep they are at quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of comical. <laughs> and well, Case Keenum's good in that system. Like It's true. Case he Keenum... He played well yesterday. At least for most of the game. Like His, his second half, he had some turnovers and stuff, but... Got a Green Bay question for you now that sure. we're in the North. Were the two running backs going down the best thing that could have happened to Hundley? Because like it seemed the last couple of weeks he was super conservative, not like really throwing much at all, and they had to kind of open up this week, and he was making some plays. He made some tosses for sure. So yeah, you might be right. It might and it might have that could have given him the confidence maybe to get some more wins, but I don't have a lot of confidence. I mean, at this point. You just don't even really want your team to win. You want a, just a better draft pick. I mean, yeah, because you're what, not. What if we could draft much. a running back next year? In the first There's round? a couple of really nice running backs right? next year. So, at a certain point, you definitely want to think about next year. Well, and and I think week 10, 11, 12, it's about that time to think about next time. year. And it's just not. Rodgers isn't going to come back. It's not worth it, right? Is there no chance Rodgers is coming back at this point? I don't know if there's no chance, but would you chance it? He would, probably. He would, yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's I think safe. It, it, would, it would be irresponsible to rush it, I think. Definitely. You, you don't want to throw away next year. Or forever. Or forever, for sure. Yeah, look and, at Luck. Like, Luck's career is actually in jeopardy right now. Yes. So, you know, you, you've got... 10 more years at Rodgers at this point, so. Yeah, and you know, when a quarterback gets hurt and has a lengthy recovery in front of them, you know, I think there is a, a real question of whether or not they'll, they will actually ever play again. I mean, you, you see mm -hmm. a guy like Teddy Bridgewater sitting on the sidelines, you know, shedding tears just, just to be back there after such a long recovery period, so. Next up, are we almost ready to count Dallas though? If the suspension holds up and with how bad they looked yesterday, Dallas is Dallas gonna get buried in that division? I'm not there yet. They're in trouble. Th yeah, definitely in trouble. It just uh, Prescott did not look good yesterday. No, and that offensive good. line didn't either. They were putting the rush on them. I think the story had six sacks. Yeah, and and that's you know where Tyron Smith would have been standing. And I yeah. think you know them missing Zeke is maybe not as detrimental as. Tyron Smith being out. I agree, cause like even Morris had like five plus yards per carry. Yeah, there he was pretty efficient, as efficient as Zeke, I think on paper, like between four and five yards yeah. of carries, which is what they usually. That's average. good enough to win with. You Morris know? was a bruiser. He's been a starter. Yeah, so he kind of he's capable. I, it's weird how his career went. Like, I would have thought he could have been the lead guy in like for half the teams. And he's kind of just been a backup when he got bumped out of Washington. But 
I agree with Troy. The the injuries on the O line are the bigger deal right now. So if they get a little bit healthier, I think Dak can kind of figure it out. I think uh, Morris is good enough to band-aid over the time till Zeke's back, and who knows when that is. I stop paying attention. Me too. Well, we've all complained and bitched and moaned about the schedule. Next week has some, I would say, some pretty dynamite games. Yeah, on paper um, too, which is... On paper, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the games have been good, don't get me wrong, but leading into it, we're always like, wah, wah. And yeah. so, um, let's get right to it. LA Rams at the Vikings. Two seven and two teams. Uh, two it's teams that, that you wouldn't like expect to be seven and two. Not a game, again, a game you would look at at the start of the season and say, who cares? Rams, the Vikings. But and now we're all sitting here being like, this could be exciting. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is top of the league, battling it out. I like this game. I think this is, as LA plays more of these upper tier teams that you get to you get to know whether or not LA is going to be for real a little bit more. And it might put them into that Super Bowl contender conversation if they can get past a I team just like love the that we're at the point in the season where it's like direct playoff implications. Like oh, for sure. Yeah. It's been good, I guess, for LA that one of the teams is playing well. <laughs> Can I talk about the Chargers for one second? Because it was the ending of that game was brutally painful to watch. Oh yeah. Oh. Just the Chargers losing in the fourth quarter. Oh, you know, man. nothing new. And both teams tried to lose that game so hard and oh, they yeah. both kept turning it over. But they the Chargers lost a punt that went through. <laughs> yeah, like I'll wild. say there was some was horrible play calling at the end of that game. Horrible. Like, I think the Chargers on third and eight, just trying to run it up the center of the field. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get eight yards out of that play. Why are you calling that play? And, and though, that it, was all within, like, less than two minutes. And I think the Jags still turned it over and still got the ball back again. After oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they did. And they, the Chargers, in, like, such Chargers fashion, lost to the kicker that they cut. For the other kicker that they cut. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh man! But well, let's get back to it. The best part oh. of that game. I just want to talk about one thing in that game was the fake punt. Did you guys all see the yeah, fake punt? Yeah, that, that was pretty wicked. Pretty amazing. Good play. All right. Predictions for this upcoming game. Let me see. Minnesota, L.A. It's a tough one. I think it's a Does tough Teddy one. Does Teddy B playing influence how you... Are we conditionally picking this one? Not for me. I think Teddy B playing might hurt them a bit. I'm they're, kind they're of in the same boat with you. Yeah. They're on so a roll. I feel like at home, I'm going to take the Vikings on this one. I still... I, I just... If people in Minnesota listen to this podcast, they hate me because I always am down on the Vikings and I'm still down on the Vikings. Uh, so I, I'm still taking the Rams. I think they're just a more complete team. Um, I still don't get the Vikings. I just don't get them. They don't make sense to me. Taking the Rams. Hmm. Interesting. I really think this is this is a question of whether LA's offense is contained by Minnesota's defense. It's really a, in terms of each team's strength. LA's just been a scoring powerhouses here and Minnesota has been able to hold a lot of offensively minded teams uh, to relatively reasonable scores so in this case the young Goff mm, I like him he's playing real well he's looking real slick out there I like LA in this matchup I just think 
the offensive weapons available to that team, you know, Gurley amongst the top in rushing this year. Even guys like Cooper Cup coming out of the woodwork and playing pretty well for for the Rams. Not to not to say that Minnesota's offense hasn't been good this year. I mean, obviously we were just talking about guys like Stefan Diggs stepping back into the lineup and playing a huge role. I just think that LA's got a more exciting offense. I'm going with LA on this one. I think we all sound pretty excited about this game though. Yeah, it's going to be a That's great game. Sure. Another exciting one on the books. Philly Dallas. In Dallas. It's a huge game for Dallas. Big game for Dallas. But this is now important this, game this for time, Philly. They're going to have a week to prepare to be Zeke-less, right? True. Philly's got two weeks to prepare though. But they've had two weeks to prepare. <laughs> yeah. And after taking that beating on their offensive line, they're certainly going to plug those holes. They're going to try their best. I think Philly's going to run all over them. I'm definitely taking Philly. Me too, man. <laughs> I honestly, at this point, I'm, I'm I, not going against Philly. And I just think they're going to trample them. I just think Dallas, without a, uh, Elliott, is just not good enough. Like, they just can't control the ball well enough just passing. It's just not going to be enough. And Sean Lee's supposed to be out too, and like... The Dallas defense is already suspect. He's like by far and above their best player. Uh, I honestly don't see this one being particularly close. Yeah, I think I'm in that boat as well. Dak just didn't look that great last game. And I mean, mind you, he had a lot of pressure to deal with. But, you know, that's where you got Russell Wilson deals with that every week. There are a lot of quarterbacks that deal with pressure. That's where you need to step up and really take control. And I didn't see that from young Prescott. Putting them back in the doghouse. I'm taking Philly in this game. Next up. Across the board. Oof. ATL Seattle. Another, um, maybe not marquee game, but important game for both Atlanta teams. And probably wouldn't be looked at if Atlanta had lost last week. But they won convincingly yeah. against Dallas, a seemingly good team. The bounce back that I called for, I don't know if you guys called that game. I, no, I doubt it. I definitely, yeah, I, definitely call, it. I definitely call the bounce back for yeah. Atlanta. Although I think as of last week's pod, we were still expecting Zeke to play. But nonetheless. I think for me, I look at this one. I think Atlanta keeps rolling, especially with Sherman out in Seattle. Well, I think like Julio seems to be figuring More than Julio, I think Matt Ryan seems to be figuring it out lately. He's had a good few weeks in a row. And... Now no one to really cover Jones. That's a huge deal. That opens it up. Uh, I don't love Pikmin against Seattle at home, but I'm with you, James. ATL. All the away teams this week. Yeah, meaning we're probably not right. Yeah. Not all of them. No, but who knows? Well, I don't like to pick Seattle in many games, but I think I'm going to pick Seattle in this game. And the reason being, Julio Jones to me, you know, he's sitting on my fantasy roster. I've been keeping an eye on him. Mm-hmm. And he's, there's something wrong with Julio. I'm going to say it right now. He just doesn't look like Julio out there. And I think Seattle might be in a position to exploit Atlanta's deep threat. And other than that, I think, you know, Devonta Freeman, has wrestled with injuries this year. I think, I'm pretty sure he's not going, so. Yeah, he has a concussion. He, I don't think he'll go. He's not going, you know, so. Yeah, I think Seattle has enough tools. You know, they're gonna they're gonna take care of that Sherman problem. I think they've already picked up 
Byron Maxwell. Byron yeah, Maxwell. Yeah, but still, we know Byron Maxwell. He's going to get a couple pass refuse penalties. and He's no Sherman. He's not Sherman. They're just, there's only like four guys who are at that level and none of them are available. All right, well, we will see. I'm going to go see. Troy's taking the game. home team. The lone voice of dissent here on the Homegrown Podcast. Well, I'm looking forward to this week. I think we've got a lot of great games on the schedule. And uh, I'm planning on getting myself down to home and away and maybe checking out some of these games. I might be checking out a game in person. I'm going to head down to New York and might find the uh, Chiefs-Giants game down there. Oh, you uh, are you stub-hubbing? Yeah, yeah, it, it'll have to be a style hot situation. I got you. I don't imagine it'll be too difficult to get New York Giants tickets these days, though. Yeah, I mean, some, I can't imagine it will be. <laughs> Someone might you know, just get that. them. Yeah, true. Pay you to wipe off their seat. Yeah. <laughs> Please keep my seat dry. Get the dust off my seat. I haven't been there all season. All right, well, from all of us at the Homegrown Podcast, we want to thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. As always, get us online at Homegrown Pod, everywhere on the internet. Everywhere on the internet. Pretty much. The whole internet. All of it. Like, thank you for listening. See you next week. See you next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week.